Good Post one. SummerSlam. Post SummerSlam episode. Jet lag vids. Oh God, some super superstars. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, my challenging and my prime timing. Just, oh. just, just hit the theme music. I'm Dom. No, I'm Than. And we're here with Saturday Morning Superstars, reliving our youth because it's cheaper than buying a sports car. <laughs> but I want a sports car. It's time. Sports car time. I know it's September 5th, 1992. I have no idea where the hell we are. We're in parts unknown, Than. Yes, okay. So we are in parts unknown. We had to do a little bit of digging for this episode because we went to our usual spot for the September 5th, 1992 and is touted as September 5th, 1992. However, the episode that this person had up there was actually the September 12th. 1992 episodes so we had to do a little bit more digging for this and the reason i found that out was because i went looking for where we were because i didn't know where the hell we were where the hell are we for this episode <laughs> nowhere so i was like i'll just look it up and see where we are and when i'm looking at the card i'm like that's not the card that i'm watching right oh. now so I had to kind of do a little research and I was like, oh, I found it. We did cram this one sort of at the last minute because I was all ready to watch September 5th, only to find out it was not. That's right. So where the hell are we? So we are in the Von Braun Civic Center in Huntsville, Alabama. No the, kidding. The VBC. I've, I went to Huntsville, Alabama. I've been yeah. to Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, I'm I so went to sorry. space camp when I was 10. Space camp in Huntsville, Alabama. In Huntsville, Alabama. Your parents sent you to Huntsville, Alabama, and they were just like, well, hopefully you make it back. Yeah, they're like, good luck. <laughs> we'll see you at the end, maybe. If you hear a banjo, run. Exactly. So, yeah, the Von Braun Civic Center, Huntsville, Alabama, for the September 5th, 1992. It is the Fallout show from SummerSlam. Right. Now, when did they tape this? Did they tape it post-SummerSlam? I was going to guess. I'd say that the matches are pre-SummerSlam and the commentary is post-SummerSlam. Well, I was going to say that because you could tell that Vince and Perfect are green-screened from right. the get-go on this. When you look at the card, it's like there's nothing really on the card that says to me post-SummerSlam. They could have easily recorded these before SummerSlam and then just obviously added in the perfect and Vince later. Yeah, because Legion Doom's on the show and I'm pretty sure SummerSlam was their swan song. Yeah. Well, as most sites were telling me, and here we go, here we go. So, oh, it's not this one. I have a couple of different sites that I go to for this stuff, so. Holy well, shit. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> you got like the is, bat computer of this superstars. Is, this is me doing the research. Me doing, the, yes. Okay, so Holy yes. Crap. So this was, this was in fact recorded before SummerSlam. It actually took place on August 10th. 1992. 
but it yeah, did not wow. air until September that 5th. This is like way before SummerSlam. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's crazy. Yes, we're in the future in the past. Because we're in the past, but they show us the future because the Bulldog is celebrating his win he is. instead of the opening credits. Yes, we got no opening credits. We just got a straight win. And what we don't see, because we're watching a dark web episode here, so it's kind of cut there. But what we don't see is they show a little bit of recap of not only the British Bulldog and Bret Hart match, but also the Ric Flair and the Macho Man match. They cut the perfect being pissy. Yes. Neither Macho or Warrior swiped right on his Tinder. Oh, perfect not happy. No, he's perfectly unhappy. Yes, there was some backfire, as Vince puts it in his commentary. Both the Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man turned their back on Flair and Perfect. And I'm not quite sure how that works. Like, how did they turn their back on Flair and Perfect? Because the match that I saw showed both Flair and Perfect going after both of them. Right. So how did Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man turn their backs? Remember, we saw it on tape delay and also... Also on video cassette much much later which was missing <laughs> matches and if yes. you saw the whole thing oh macho yeah takes the rose oh and hands it not the perfect or flare but to the texas tornado oh to, to carry von eric <laughs> yeah but he didn't make the show he didn't make air so he's, he's totally dreamy <laughs> you didn't see that happen Oh, man. Yeah, now, he, they talk about how plan A didn't go right, but plan mm -hmm. B's in the works. And, uh, you know, because we ended up seeing the wrong episode, plan B is Flair winning the title. Yes. Plan B sounds like it's a whole lot better than plan A. Plan A, what does Flair or Perfect get out of that at all? Nothing. Besides, like, some money. Like, they don't get the title. No. I think maybe, if anything, they would have gotten more of a feud out of Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man, having them pin each other against each other. And then, you know, Flair can swoop in and take the title or something. I don't know. I'm thinking way too hard about this. Yeah, I think they're just overcomplicating it. Like, there yes. should have been one plan. They, yeah. they befuddle the two faces, which mm -hmm. isn't hard because it's Macho and <laughs> Warrior. Yes. Yeah. And they take out Savage's knee. Yep. And there you go. Then and he knows he's got to match a little later, and now he's got a hobbled up macho man. He's going to win the title. It's, it's yeah. a perfect plan, just as plan A. That it, should have been plan A. That should have been plan A. That's that, But that's plan B. Plan they, B needed to, they needed to stretch this out. Well, you know, Flair and Perfect are masterminds at oh, their craft. Yeah, they're playing chess while we're here yeah. playing checkers. Exactly. Exactly. I got we you. should have known. <laughs> We are no longer just in time for anything with all these cold opens. When was the last just in time for? Uh, I want the just in times back. We had some good dad jokes with those. Whatever clock they're on is ridiculous. Vince opens up the show with the first match in 30 seconds. <laughs> can you imagine? God damn it. Two minutes it takes to start a match? I bet we can do it in 30. Easy. Get rid of the credits. We're not just in time for shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're just in time for the first match. Yeah. 30 seconds in. Can you imagine that on Monday Night Raw? Oh my 30 God. seconds before the match. That would be so nice. Anyway, we've got our first match, and it is the Legion of Doom, who I guess this will be their swan song. Will they pull another match off of this taping? I don't know. I didn't read anything about that, but we've got Paul Ellering with Rocco, and, and Rocco is highly, highly featured in this particular match. So thank God. You know, I'm going to miss the Legion of Doom, but I'm not going to miss the goddamn puppet. I hate the puppet so much. Yeah. That's the only good thing about Hawk's self-destruction is that yeah. we lost the puppet. Exactly. Be funny if they tried to replace Hawk with the puppet for matches <laughs> from that point on. 
would have been awesome. Just put the shoulder pads on him and just, you know, have uh, Animal just throwing him at his opponents. <laughs> Coming down the aisle. <laughs> yes. Animal and Rocco. <laughs> yeah, with Paul Ellering's hand up his ass. <laughs> yeah. The entire time. That'd be good. Man, they can bring this back. They can have Rocco versus Sacco versus that stupid snake thing that Benkino had. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, whatever that thing was. Nothing but hand puppets and (laughs) half of the Firefly Funhouse. I sense a gimmick match at the next WrestleMania. Yeah, like a whole world of rumble of these f***ing puppets. Yeah, that would be awesome. No bell and no announcement. I had no idea who the red tights are because Hawk just comes in and beats the shit out of the guy. He just walks in the ring and starts (laughs) hammering the dude. (laughs) Exactly. I just say Hawk kicks a red tight out of the ring. That was another reason I found out we were watching the wrong week because I was going, I got to find out who these guys are. (laughs) No one knows. Like, I have no idea. So it's, it's Gary Jackson and Jerry Stevens. Uh-huh. Are, are two red tights. Gary Jackson has 28 matches to his name on the wow. IWDB. That's and Gary Jackson, being an Afro-American in the early 1990s, also went by JoJo Jackson. Oh, no. And, really? And wait, wait. The, uh, another stereotypical, Night Train Jackson. Night Train. Night Train Jackson. At least Night Train Jackson's cool. Jerry Stevens, on the other hand, has five matches to his name and just went by Jerry Stevens. This might be match number five. Go Hawk just destroys the dude before yeah. the bell even rings. Like, exactly. This, this seems like he was very angry at the time. Oh, so angry. I think he was he was ready to go. He doesn't even take his pads off. He comes in, kicks the guy, knocks him out, throws him out of the ring, and then jumps on the ropes for some applause. Yeah. And everybody's going nuts. And they're like m- more healy than the healist of heels. And everybody's just going crazy. Yeah. Lots of shots of kids. They showed Bonnie Raitt by the, by the side <laughs> there taking pictures. Yes, with the camera. I said that. Yeah. She's got a, her film camera. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of middle-aged moms and kids. Yeah. This is like persuasive through the whole episode. Vincent Perfect doing nothing but talking about SummerSlam's main event. They basically ignore the entire taping mm. and just talk about SummerSlam. Yeah, it was huge through this. And it seems like, because kind of knowing what's going to happen with Perfect in the next couple of months, I, I feel like Vince is starting to plant that seed because Vince is trying to go with the, you know, pin Bobby Heenan against Perfect uh, or somebody's or Flair's going to dump somebody. And right. it just, it's. It permeates through the entire episode. It's a shame because Animal decapitates this red tight with a drop kick. If, like, oh, yeah. It takes his head straight off. Perfect stops talking about whatever the storyline is just to make it, ooh, ow. Yeah, yes. Rocco is telling IQ jokes? Yes, way too much Rocco in this. They featured him so much. And this makes me think that this was such a Vince thing. You know, at first I was like, Paul Ellering goes to Vince. And Paul Ellering's like, hey. I've been working on a ventriloquist act. Can I, can I, <laughs> can I work it into, you know, being a manager for LOD? God damn it. That's brilliant. That's, you know, Vince is just like, all right, we'll try it out, whatever. But the more that I hear Vince cackling at every little goddamn thing that Rocco says, I'm like, no, this was totally a Vince thing. That's good shit, Paul. Hey, Ellering, you know how to make a dummy talk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot you like your job? Yeah. Learn ventriloquism. Yeah. Oh, man. Hawk does an overhead slam with the guy. He just holds him up. 
drops them yeah. down. Like they're just playing around with these guys. Uh, new red tight tags into a headbutt, a slam, and a suplex. Like, which I, I really like my spell correct doing a headbutt, slam, and a duplex. <laughs> they're showing a lot more of the makeshift Titan Tron. Yes. They're like, hey, we got a Tron now, <laughs> Every single match, you see the replay being shown to the audience on the Titan Tron. And sometimes the superstars are standing in front of it going, look at my Tron. Yes, I, I think that was mentioned to them. Make use of the Tron in some way. I like how the 1992 Proto-Tron is like a bunch of 20-inch televisions oh, stacked yeah. on top of each other. Oh, like yeah, that was... That was hip. That was, you know, that's how they did it in, in Back to the Future Part 2 with a bunch of TV screens in front of me. All right, give me channel 29, 35, 62. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if, like, the Tron's fuzzy and they have to pull these giant antenna around. <laughs> Little antenna for each one. No, it's the second one from the right. Fix that one. Fix that one. Yeah. Always be closing in full effect. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. There's a picture-in-picture picture of a poster, which is in the catalog, in the magazine. So he's yes. like, you can get this poster in our new catalog, which is in the magazine. Yes, I just want the goddamn poster. Just give me the poster. No. Buy the magazine, then you'll get the catalog, and then you can buy the poster. Yeah. Holy Oh my god, I don't want all those things, Vince. Well, you're gonna buy them. <laughs> oh man, but yes, as I'm looking it up here, it says that this will be the final TV appearance for LOD until 1997. Well, it's a good one. I mean, yeah. the, the Doomsday device is kind of like a mercy killing on this guy. Vince can barely sneak in his Ica Pro ad because they end the match so fast. Yes. I noticed that with the Ica Pro, it is now, it's no longer a product. Did you mm -hmm. notice this? It is no, not a product a, anymore. It's a, it's a system. It's a program. It's not pills and powders. It's the Ica Pro program and stresses so much that it is steroid free. I have never seen a man so scared that steroid trials were coming. Oh my God. My favorite thing is no steroids, just like Hawk and Animal. And I'm like, get the f*** <laughs> out of here <laughs> these guys meanwhile he's got perfect next to him flexing he's like yeah, yeah yeah perfect you're using that stuff i'm sure it's like no pills and powders to what was that 10 bottles of bullshit that was over by mean gene last week no dude it was a spray <laughs> it's all sprays man no yeah. steroids just like hawk oh well <sighs> Boston Event Center, October 3rd with Sean Mooney. That was really cool because the last Boston show was at the very end of August. is right before SummerSlam. And then mm -hmm. they have this thing October 3rd, which is almost a month later. Yeah. And I remember the Spectrum having a different event almost every month and yep. Boston must have been on the same loop. Yeah, that would make sense all in the Northeast. Yeah. It's not Definitely. like once a year. It's not like every six months. It was like every month we got a show. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. We should do that again. Yeah, man. I'd go see Squash Smashes over at the First Union Center. And Yeah, I want to see more house shows. Like, the more that I watch these, like, I want to go see more house shows. I want to take the kids to go see house shows. House shows are the best. You know which one we should go to? What's that? Wildwood. Wildwood house show? Every year, every summer. Mm. They do a one in Wildwood, and it's awesome. Now that they're restarting live shows, I wonder if they're going to be on the same circuit. UD sometimes has shows. Oh, nice. Head, out, head down there. 
We got uh, Bulldog as the IC champ versus Sean. Yeah, that'll be a good match. We get a six-man, two-and-a-half wrestler match. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Six-man, 2.5 wrestlers. That's what I call yeah, it. We got the Undertaker, one. the Warrior, and the Big Boss Man uh-huh. versus Nails, Kamala, and Razor Ramon. And they give us the heel promo with oh. Nails, Kamala, and, and Razor Ramon. Just the three of them on the screen together. I was like, these three guys do not look like they belong together just specifically visually do not look like they belong together. no but at the same time if you know anything about their gimmicks like none of them supposedly get along with anybody right so why would they be on screen together yeah <laughs> and they've all got their guy that they're going after obviously so as nails kicks it off and he's talking about the boss man he's glad he's coming back for another beating and then then you you can't even see whippleman in the background <laughs> you see the top of his hat <laughs> while he's got like, this promo for kabbalah against the Undertaker. way in the crates yeah i was like where's whippleman oh there's his hat and like the top of his glasses <laughs> in the back and then razor Cuts the best promo of them all. He had the best line. Yeah, and Kamala thing. steps all over it with his Exactly. I was so annoyed at Kamala. I was like, Kamala's commanding the screen. You can't even hear Razor. But before he gets into that, Razor cuts the promo on Ultimate War because he's the only one left. So I guess Razor's going to have a beef with Ultimate War. And he's just like, he's like, hey, Chico, paint it up real pretty, man. <laughs> paint it up real pretty. I was like, yes. Remote, you go. It was great. Yeah, that he had a little poem one. going. Yeah, and I like how like Nails definitely has a beef with the Bros man, and Kamala's coming off of his match with the Undertaker really didn't have an ending. And nah. Razor comes in and goes, "I guess it's gonna be you and me, Ultimate War. I guess you're the only one left." We get uh, Tatanka versus the Mountie, and we have Tatanka doing the promo. Oh, are you ready? Oh yeah, go for it. <laughs> I know Ultimate Warrior is out the door pretty soon on this. I wonder, did he even make it to October third? He doesn't make it to Survivor Series, but he makes it far enough. That they announce him in the main event, and okay. then they pull him, and gotcha. then it, it doesn't happen. Well, Tatanka is going to be like my new Ultimate Warrior <laughs> promo, because this is, you know, I don't know if we can do Dom ta- translates Tatanka, because you don't have the same, you know, love. Uh, I for, don't have much love for, for Tatanka. For Tatanka, as you did for the Ultimate Warrior, but we'll, you know, we'll go with it. But anyway, okay. so he says, the Mountie, the man that calls himself the law and order of wwf and meanwhile I know, I know we're not a visual show but he's doing this whole thing with his arms the yeah, entire his time. arms are always he's he's yes all incantating. Over the place. yes he's he's doing classical conducting he is. the entire thing exactly well mounty tatanka knows who you are and i'm thinking finally somebody does maybe he'll shut up about that yeah <laughs> and and the world wrestling federation knows who you are but i really know who stands behind the Mountie. I'm like, whoa. Jimmy Hart. Yeah, I thought he was (laughs) talking about Jimmy Hart there, but then he just keeps going. Mountie, you speak of my great Indian leaders and say there were no great Indian leaders. (laughs) Which is funny because we get that promo later. Yes, yeah. Like, they're out of order. They went out of order. Mountie says, you know who's a great Indian? Nobody. But that's later on in the show. Yeah, which so this didn't make any sense to me. Mm-mm. Well, Tatanka knows better, because the great spirits have spoken to the chiefs like Geronimo, 
and all the great leaders. Like, <laughs> He's the only one he knows. That's the only one he knows, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all, of all the great Indian nations. And Mountie, you want to meet me in the squared circle. You will realize what a Native American is all about. Hey, hey. First of all, let me say, mm-hmm. I hate the term squared circle. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like corners I've, of the globe. I've hated that term forever it's just he's he's trying to be over prolific yeah he's like always in the middle of a of a chant yes because that's what i I guess indians are very over prolific he's like trying to be the great kung fu master yes talks in fortune cookie yeah but for native americans just tell me you're gonna kick the guy's ass i'll be happy with it Well, we're out of there pretty quick. We're 7 minutes, 30 seconds in. And Nails versus Red Tight Tommy Stevenson. Yes, Tommy Stevenson wearing the Tiger King print tights. <laughs> yes. And a wife beater shirt. It goes down to his navel. Yes, it's way too low. It looks like somebody gave him that outfit backstage and just said, here, wear this. Yeah, it's Kamala's sweatpants. Yes, exactly. It's, it's awful. It's an awful, awful outfit. So Stevenson, and this further helps my argument with which he didn't have his own tights. He only has two matches. Yeah, he didn't buy his own gear. He did not (laughs) buy his own gear. Somebody else gave him this, said, wear that. They're laughing in the back while he's wearing it. (laughs) I can't can't believe he's wearing it. Yes, exactly. Nails comes down to no music with the Billy Club, of course. Lots of booze. This is what gets me because are they still selling foam Billy Clubs for the boss man? Because I noticed some merch, like boss man merch, like some kid had like a boss man hat. And I remember seeing a foam billy club or something and nails has been using this billy club since he's come in right just beating the shit out of people are they still selling own billy clubs in the, for kids for the boss man going yeah i've got my own billy club and if, if they do does nails get pissed off like dude like this, that's my merch now yeah exactly it's like martel getting all the merch revenue for the feathers it's yeah, like, exactly. He should be. Put little nails things on the Billy Clubs at least. He should have like a shiv. <laughs> he should. He should have contraband. He should be having like the nice yeah. stick. If he has the nice stick, Bossman shouldn't have another one. Like it, no. it should really like mean something. Like he has Bossman's night stick. Bossman doesn't have yeah. another one. That would yeah. make sense. That would make sense. But it has become um, part of his persona now, this Billy Club, as he you know, beats his own hand while he walks down to the ring. Yeah, but the absurdity of it is Nails assumes the position for a search. Meanwhile, he has a f***ing billy club. Yeah, <laughs> right exactly. There. Oh, wait, I don't have to search you. I found it. It's, found it's right there. It's, it's in the right there. corner. Yeah, good job, ref. Uh, when Nails bends over, they find three kilos of coke. He <laughs> <laughs> up his keister. <laughs> Where'd this balloon come from? Oh my god. Oh no. Saturday morning's gotten a little crazy. That's taking it way too far, Nails. Nails does his usual bullshit, which is like no wrestling, just kicks and chokes. And Vince is like, many feel he shouldn't be allowed in the ring. Like, Uh, yes. Yes. (laughs) We've been saying that since before he showed up. We're like, why is he out? This is not a hard concept. You put a convict who wants to kill people. In a wrestling ring. At one point, the choke looks like he's giving him a neck massage. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, lower. 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 Yeah, the big wrestling move, the clothesline, mm-hmm. that was it. The rest of it's just 
jokes and, and, and kicks. If I were going to be a wrestler, this would be my gimmick. Yeah, you wouldn't have to train. You wouldn't have to train. You just sit there and pretend like you're choking a guy and punch him a couple of times and you're good. I want that one mixed with the indestructibility of the people who don't have to sell anything. Exactly. I could be that guy. Yeah. I could be the Undertaker mixed with nails. Yeah. Like You have no effect on me because I'm otherworldly. And I don't really wrestle. Undertaker convict. Yeah. The thing ends just for the ending. Like, the match oh, yeah. ends just so Nails can beat him afterwards. Really, yeah, that's, it's that's all about the watching here. It's all about the extracurricular activity. Right. Vince is like, this shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> they keep mentioning that Boss Man might be afraid of Nails. Based on the one promo that he did with Mean Gene a few weeks back, he didn't seem too afraid. He looked like he was ready to kick somebody's ass. No, and... And that promo was great. That was an awesome promo. You beat me, but you didn't break me because you can't break the law. That was the best line I've ever heard in wrestling. Yep, that's a good one. That one kept Boss Man around for at least five more years until he gets hung. Yeah, until he gets hung at that WrestleMania 15 in yes, Philly. exactly. <laughs> no stretcher, no nothing like that. You know, just beat him up. We didn't have nope. the whole the full stretcher job thing. No, nope. we go straight back to Sean Mooney. Boston Mooney. Back to Shill Boston some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting a lot of Mooney in this particular episode he touts the six-man match again of course yeah six man 2.5 wrestlers yes exactly and then we get a nasty boys versus high energy this is so unfair when you go back and forth between (laughs) a high energy promo and a nasty boys promo it's like and now here comes reggie for his piano recital and now (laughs) dmitry shostakovich will follow him (laughs) oh reggie i feel so bad for you my high energy promo notes are just let owen talk Coco, you don't need to say anything they're going to the top. Yes. And here's the other thing with this particular promo. I noticed Owen, every time he said high energy, it came out mm-hmm. as high energy. And I'm wondering if Vince is back there saying, I like how Coco says it. I think he's trying to do a Coco. Yeah, that's Owen's impression of Coco Beware. It's I'm, we're going to the top. Oh, nasty yeah. boys are fat. You should be called fat boys because you're fat. We hit the nasty boys promo after that with for some reason Jimmy Hart. Of course. We got a lot of nasty in this one. This I mean, it's just so good. Sags does his bit and then Nobbs is like, We're gonna short circuit the team. So mm-hmm. high energy. You got short circuit energy. them. We're gonna good. clip the birdman's wings. Nice. And we're gonna ground the rocket. Like bing bing bing. I'm gonna take your team i'm gonna take your gimmicks and i'm gonna play off of them and they're like masters of the promo jimmy yes. hart who's a loud mouth can't stop talking just lays back in the cut because yeah. he's like i'm just gonna let these guys do their thing because they're the best promo in the business as far as i'm concerned with tag teams they are very good once again and this is exactly why we call them uh, for some reason jimmy hart just because because he, he's been put with people that can do their own promos i'm trying to think of like who he's got on his roster he's got money inc who could easily cut mm-hmm. their own promo. Nasty right. Boys can easily cut their own promo. The Mountie, Mountie does fine. He's he's fine. He does not need Jimmy Hart. Who else? That's it. That's his stable yeah. right now. And, he, and none of yeah. them need him. No, they, they need to put Jimmy Hart with someone who can't talk. Yes. Put Jimmy Hart with Nails. <laughs> but yeah, really. That's, yeah. that's who needs Nails can't right talk now. and he can't get his own heat. It's perfect. I found a new place that I need to go to. Okay. I want to go to Nastyville. Yeah, man. Nastyville seems like it's <laughs> it a sounds fun like, time. Sounds like a cool place. I could get nasty sized in Nastyville. You could get nasty sized. That's legal there. Exactly. Ooh. It's like Vegas. Sounds like fun. What happens in Nastyville stays in Nastyville. Yeah, it's because your body can't leave afterwards. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's been nasty sized. Yes. Where have you been? Oh, I got nasty sized in Nastyville. Nasty- oh, man. Oof. 
We get double for some reason Jimmy Hart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get a Mountie promo. We do. And once again, Mountie just cuts his own promo and he's fine. He's fine. Of course, this yeah. is the this is the promo that we should have seen before Tatanka's where right. he's talking about where there ain't any great Indians. Mirror, very mirror shouty. on the wall. Yes, very shouty. Still touting his boomstick. Yes, which he's not allowed to use. You know, I want to see someone get zapped. If I'm paying the money yeah. and there's a Mountie match, I want to see him zap a guy. Yeah, let's see some zapping. Yeah. I want to see 80,000 bolts go through somebody. That's right. I want to see an electrocution fan. Yes, exactly. pay my good money. Here, hold this wet sponge. We get Cato music. Cato's got his own stuff coming. Like he's got his Orient Express music coming in. He gets yeah, like man. a full come on down the aisle. He's he got does. the Red Tight Plus treatment here. He's getting a little bit of extra push. So he gets the full on entrance with the music and everything. We have to eventually level some of these red tights there's like the level one red tight there's a level two red tight and then there's the level three red tight i would put kato at like the level two red tight right now just below like the horowitz level hmm see i'd, I'd even put kato higher than horowitz because kato has his own theme music he had a run yeah you, you could see orient express matches and he was on major cards he yeah. got on the shows so if one is the highest i'll put kato over there okay because he's an Orient Express guy. He is. Crush, however, is a level four. <laughs> Crush, Crush is way down the list here. Of course he is a big man, but what the hell happened? They tweaked his gimmick. They decided to go with Hawaiian Crush. We got the first episode of Hawaiian Crush. Yeah, we got Hawaiian Crush. Wait, you just gave yourself an accent? He's got an accent now. And he's a real nice guy. It's Surfer Crush. Surfer Dude Crush. Yes. I think his outfit changed a, a little bit. Not much. But mm. yeah, it's not good. Shaka bra. Yeah, he said that at the end. As I was reading some of the stuff about the LOD, it mentions that he teams up with Animal for a little while after Hawk leaves. Oh, yeah? That could have worked. I don't know if we'll see any Animal crush tag team matches but we'll you know okay hawaiian crush we'll go with that sure well in the dark side of the ring episode animal says he didn't want any heat with anybody so he said he'd do all his dates so all the lod dates that were still booked mm -hmm. he said he'd cover so i guess crush was the stand-in yeah that would have been interesting actually you know what would have been better than that put him with smash for christ's sake <laughs> god damn it come on demolition it's not that hard get that repo shit off of him he's not getting over as hawaiian crush all right i've got some face paint in the back i think we can work on a gimmick here yeah kato gets some offense he gets uh three yeah. chops and a boot to the head double axe just to set up a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Yeah, which looks pretty cool. It's a good move. He shrugs off a couple of clotheslines before putting Kato down. I said Crush starts to exercise with him. Yes. <laughs> like you start using him as some exercise machines. He does the press slam and then a clothesline before the head vice. Right. I guess that's what they're calling it, the head vice. Yeah, they got a lot of kids who are, are doing that. Or they, yeah. prompt, they prompted a lot of kids to do that for the yeah, camera. Apparently they haven't seen Game of Thrones yet because that just, just gets ugly. Oh, no. <laughs> the replay was so weird. You had a replay of the backbreaker, uh, replay of the overhead slam. You had mm. the head crush finisher. 
Yes. And then they throw Kato getting a really good shot in on him. And it looks like Kato does some damage to Crush. And that's the final picture. Like, Kato nice. gets the last laugh on the replay. Because ah. in the match, it was a no-sell. Yeah. But in the slow-mo, oof, like he got winded. <laughs> and then we get a good shot of the Tron. Like, look, we spent some money. We got the Tron again. Vince calls for the Mountie next, like he's uh, ordering takeout. <laughs> of a Mountie next. Yes, we have him going against Ken Wayne. Here, you're going to like this lineup of names that Ken Wayne went under. Has 48 matches to his name, and wow. Ken Wayne went by American Eagle 1, okay. Galaxian number 2. Nice. Galaxian Alpha. Okay. And then Master of Terror. No, not this guy. Not this guy with what has to be a wig. And Master of Terror 1. So apparently he was like part of some tag teams as well with these names. No, this guy is like a late 60s, early 70s mustache oh, yeah. stereotype. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got the full-on porn stash. It's awful. He's good. He's good. Mounty starts singing a song. I didn't realize that Jim Johnston, the famous writer of all the theme music <laughs> for this time, kicks it to a karaoke track after the initial entrance. So, uh. yeah, so Jacques Rougeau could actually sing without singing over himself on the track. There we go. He's got the karaoke. He doesn't have the supporting vocals. That's all him. That's all him. That's full Malty. He then gets in there and asks the hillbillies of mm -hmm. Alabama, because that always goes over well, if they know who he is. And the weird thing is, he's got the song that says, I'm the Malty. Mm -hmm. He um, sings the song, yeah. saying he's the Malty. He is then the he asks everybody who he is and refuses to tell them. No, no. He's an enigma. He's an enigma, he's an Dom. He's, he's, trying to, he's trying to soothe you into not, not hearing what you think you heard. I've, he keeps on saying he's the Mountie, he's the Mountie, until he asks the audience, do you know who I am? But you don't then know he, who he is. Then he won't tell you. Dom, you don't know who he is. I do. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Oh. He's the Mountie. <laughs> I know. Do you know who he is? You don't know who he is. He's the Mountie. Oh, my you, God. You don't know <laughs> who he is. You know who he is. He keeps on saying it until he asks me. Then he won't tell me. Oh, my God. This is another match that Vince and Perfect could care less about because they go talking about SummerSlam even more. Perfect said if Plan A fails, then they will go to Plan B, but refuses to elaborate about what Plan B is, even though we all know what Plan B is at this point. And it's a, a lot of bantering back and forth and not really talking too much about the match. No, but Jacques Rougeau gets some attention here because they're talking about everything else this match happened like an eon ago they're moving on to promote post SummerSlam, mm -hmm. so they're completely ignoring this match until rougeau back body drops a guy from basically mars he throws <laughs> him so far up into the air and down like perfect's like whoa holy shit yeah. like rougeau's that good he's like hey you're not paying attention to me i'm gonna launch <laughs> this guy into space he's gonna orbit the earth and land back fatality if nothing else, I said that Wayne sold really well for this whole match because, yeah, he was taking some high hits and, and taking some pretty long falls to the ground. It was good stuff. 
It was. Mountie yeah. pins the red tight with his left foot. Yes, the ever egotistical pin of just stepping on the man. And then he scares Wayne and the ref out of the ring with his boomstick. The great American scream machine for you Six Flags yeah. fans. Yes. And then he goes back to singing. Exactly. Right back to singing. Because everybody knows it's annoying. And that's what a heel does. That's right. I don't think he had to work hard to be annoying. I think Jacques Richeau was probably just <laughs> living his gimmick 24-7. Oh, he loved this. He absolutely loved this. We get a pile driver, which I always, you know, like to see because you're never yeah. going to see it again. So It's the pile driver falling backwards and not down on your knees. Yes. We're going to get Money Inc. We're going to get Razor and Virgil after the break. So Woo. Perfect announces Razor who cuts a promo on Savage. Yes, which since we've been watching the Boston show could be a little bit confusing because he cut a promo on Warrior. Warrior earlier so he's just calling out all the top tier guys i didn't write this one down but i did take the note that there is only one man who is oozing machismo and i just kept saying ew (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't want to see you ooze anything. Don't, don't ooze machismo. So please, please don't ooze anything. It's a family show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, a little annoyed he was going with the macho gimmick when you had a macho man. Like, yeah. he's literally the macho man. That's no, it's, not, it's not macho, it's machismo. Okay. Chico. Sorry, I apologize. It's machismo, Chico. And he's oozing it. Oozing it, yes. <laughs> Yes. Red tight royalty, it's your favorite. Woo! Everybody bow to the <laughs> awesomeness that is Barry Horowitz with his flashy black jacket and the big hand on the back. Yeah, versus Virgil. Oh, I'm so sorry. Barry's announced first. This is like the second time the red tights gotten the first billing. We had uh, Cato first and then Barry. Yep, yep. And here comes Virgil. My goodness. He's wearing the boxer tights yes. instead of his normal candy stripers. Right. 10 minutes, 41 seconds into the dark web broadcast on yep. part two over here. And they get this uh, Southern Belle. He's like, ooh, Virgil. Nice. It's pretty taken. She wants some of the Verge. Yes. <laughs> she could have probably had him. And then she would have never gotten rid of him. Virgil tries a handshake and Barry pats himself instead. That is why Barry Horowitz is awesome. Barry starts kicking Virgil's ass. That was great. I was like, I would love for Horowitz. You know, it's quite obvious that Virgil is going down in tears, down in tears, down in tears. He's not coming back. He's not getting a push anymore. Right. They should have just let Horowitz kick his ass for real. That would have been awesome. It's a shame because, like, Virgil turns it around and Barry gets thrown outside the ring. And then Barry is in position for, like, a day and a half waiting for (laughs) Virgil to jump over the top rope onto him. Yeah. He's in position just waiting and waiting. Virgil, would you just jump on me so I can yes. catch you and make you look good? Because right yeah. now you look really bad. You're doing awful. Yeah. Exactly. Virgil gets Horowitz back in the ring and pulls up his tights, and we see a little bit too much Horowitz. I saw that. Like, it's like Barry gets like the ultimate wedgie. I was like, oh, damn it. There's my notes. Barry gets mean wedgie from Virgil. <laughs> exactly. He didn't even need to do that. He was throwing him into the turnbuckle. Why do you have to pull up his tights to do that? Yeah, grab him by the shorts to do it. You don't. Exactly. You don't. That was that was just wrong. 
on so many levels. Perfect can't even put him over with a straight face. He goes, you know, Bert's is getting better at wrestling. And then he's like, and Barry's pretty good too. Exactly. <laughs> putting Barry Horowitz over. When you're putting the red tight over, you suck. Yeah. Vince, once again, still could care less about this match because he's going on about Perfect. Tries to perfect get him, and Bobby? Yes, Blaine tries to get him to blame Heenan for what happened at SummerSlam. Heenan was announcing a million miles away from the ring none of this makes sense we all as spectators saw exactly what happened with our eyes their plan screwed up no it's not their fault they were against the masterminds that were the macho man and ultimate warrior that night i guess you're supposed to believe that plan a was really to get one of them into the perfect flare stable like to make them an ally Mm-hmm. which doesn't help Flair at all. Unless they were going to have a champion other than Flair, why would Flair want that? None of plan A makes any sense. No. Plan B is the better plan and should have been the only plan. Exactly. We confuse him, we screw up Macho's knee, and then we take the title off of him. Done. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Too many layers. Yeah. Too much stuff I mean, going on. I kind of dig like there's a little kid in a Virgil shirt. Everybody's got their favorite. Some kid really yeah. like Virgil. Oh, that's nice. Yes. That's nice. He he had his one one uh, fan. Virgil no longer million dollar dreaming it, which is good because Money Inc's next. Yes, and th- their match will end with a million dollar dream, so that wouldn't be good to see that choice. Right. We've got Money Inc versus Bert Styles. Oh, buddy Bert. Yes, who went by? <laughs> are you ready for this? He went by Bert Styles. Okay. Bert Styles. Okay. And Bert Styles. Just spelled differently. Just spelled differently. <laughs> <laughs> all three well i can't use bert styles here i use that down in memphis so i guess i'll be bert yeah. styles yes bert spelled both b-e-r-t or b-u-r-t and then styles spelled s-t-y-l-e-s and s-t-i-l-e-s well so, you gotta go with the y in the 90s i mean I, come of on course of you course. gotta have a z at the end styles styles Exactly. He had six matches to his name. On the other hand, Warren Quinn only had this one match. This is it. This is the full Quinn. This is the full Quinn. This is what we get out of Warren Quinn. Well, out comes Money, Inc. with uh, Jimmy Hart just because. Yes, <laughs> and, of course. Lots of Jimmy I, Hart on this one. Jimmy is earning his paycheck on this show. Jimmy is, is everywhere. He is. We've seen him in like three event center promos. Mm-hmm. This is the third match or the second we match? Just had, we just had the Mountie out. Yeah, so he was he was out here for the Mountie. And he got changed. Yeah. He's in his Money, Inc. stuff. And they're nowhere near the same outfit. Nope. Not at all. IRS, you know, bitching about your taxes. I guess at that point, people were like, hey, boo, I'm not paying my taxes. Yeah, no one liked it. <laughs> now it's just like, okay, we're supposed to pay our taxes. Yeah. I gave DiBiase a lot of credit in this because Warren Quinn could not take a fall for his life. No. There were so many bad falls on this where it just did not look like anything that Quinn took. He does like a does like a, a backflip over him. He lands on his feet and basically falls on his back instead of just falling on his back. There was a, a suplex in here that it looked like he just went limp and DiBiase had to do all the work. Yeah, DiBiase was like, my back hurts. That's why I'm in a tag team right now. Exactly. Could you please help me out a little bit? Gave him nothing. You know, Rotunda doesn't give a shit how bad you are because he'll just kick your ass. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) IRS makes everything look good because I think he's actually killing the guy. Yeah. IRS gave the treatment to Burt Styles there and Burt Styles. It did a 
decent job. He had some good hits and some it, took some good bumps. Is uh, Zumba Pants the the lou- yeah? He's the lousy guy. He's terrible. Yes, yeah, Quinn is the lousy guy. Yeah. He's the second guy in right now. They just got Bird Styles, Bird Styles, Bird Styles. Yeah, DiBiase tags IRS to go kick his ass. Yeah. While they're doing that talk, they're still town body stars, and they're saying that Billy Ray Cyrus is going to appear on the next episode. And I'm like, holy shit, 92. <laughs> yeah. And Vince is like, isn't that that achy breaky guy? Yes, he's that hip guy that sings the achy breaky song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the 1992 version of, is he on the Twitter? Yeah, it's getting really desperate where they're having to try and get celebrities on the show. You know it's going down the tubes because n- nobody's watching the show. Yeah, it's got to be gone soon. I mean, I it's like so. the, the, uh, he isn't talking WBF anymore. Well, He's that's just the talking thing. about body stars. I was hoping that after the the fall of that pay per view that they did, I thought it would just be like a clean cut, but it's not. It's just a slow fizzle. It is a very slow death. A long goodbye. Yes. Well, Ted DiBiase lets IRS do pretty much everything this week. And Ted comes in for the million dollar dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that they do the stuff the money in the red tight's mouth and then IRS steals the money back. Yeah. There's one spot in the match where IRS is holding Quinn with his arms in a nice little lock. And he grabs DiBiase's hand to get more leverage. And at that point, Quinn should be selling it even more because that's supposed to hurt more with the more leverage. Right. And Quinn just makes no effort whatsoever. No. It doesn't look like it hurts anymore when IRS is cheating. This is when you're pep and good and then show up to Allstate and be like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm I'm not cut out for this. No. Yeah. And hence why he only has uh, one match to his name. This is it. Goodbye, Warren Quinn. Off to Event Center Boston. We're, yes. we're going to pay money, apparently, to see Crush versus Berserker. Oh my goodness, that was the first match that they touted. And we got a Berserker promo where he says, you really like to crush things. Well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to slam you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, um, I think he wanted to say crush you, but then he didn't want to take Crush's gimmick. Yeah. So I'm, like, I wasn't sure where he was going with that. To slam you on the cement, and I'm going to crush your back. If that doesn't work, I'm going to stab you. Yes, if you get up, I will impale you with a sword. And Fuji's there the whole time, just like, ah, 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 yes, he will. He will do it. Ah, ah, ah. I'm here for that. I'd, I'd pay, you know what? That's how I'd pay for a Crush yes. Berserker match. <laughs> crush Berserker, Crush will be stabbed. I'm yes. in. You okay. get my 20 bucks. Totally there. Then we get Repo versus Duggan. This yeah. is not selling me on this card. If no. this was the only promo I saw for the Boston Garden card, like I missed the first 45 minutes of the show, and now I'm here at the end, and they're like, come to the Boston Garden. We have. Crush versus the Berserker mm-hmm. and Repo versus Duggan. <laughs> like, well, that is the card Boston deserves. Yes, it does. Suck it, Boston. <laughs> yeah, so we get a Duggan promo out of this, and I don't even think like Duggan knows who he's fighting at this point because he goes with the general promo of like, you know, thank you, the fans, and then somebody behind the camera must just been holding up a big sign that said, You're fighting Repo Man. So he's gonna do rope versus board and if he has to go for the board he's going to well i can't say that on tv <laughs> I'm like what are you gonna do with the board? 
Repo needs a safety word. Fucking <laughs> so yeah. starts this promo with, some people will stare you in the eye. And I'm like, how? How do you stare like Jim Duggan in the eye? They're going in three different directions. Yeah. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible to stare Duggan in the eye. And that's how we end. That is how we end the show with a hacksaw Jim Duggan promo. Oh, good God. <laughs> Against oh, the opponent, God. he's not sure. Who yes. Did you like the episode? Oh, uh, yes. I mean, it was all, it was all out. Uh, it was just, it was old matches with new commentary over top of it. Yeah. This one doesn't make a lick of sense. This is like yeah. a month ago. Yeah. With a week ahead. Like, yes. you know, SummerSlam's over. Yeah. This thing happened a month ago. None of these matches mean anything to any card. No. Not the one from the summer tour. Not to SummerSlam. Nope. Not to what follows SummerSlam. Like, none of these matches mattered. No. This is just like a pageant of matches with yeah. Vince and Perfect trying to hold it together. But yeah. are we going to have another three weeks of this? I don't know, because I have to check and see if this venue was one that was pre-SummerSlam as well. And if we go to next week, where are we next week? Because that will determine... If we are in a new place next week, that should tell us something. Well, they're going to show us all sorts of stuff from other st- other places because you'll see a primetime wrestling clip where Razor Ramon does more damage to Macho's knee. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see the Hershey Park match yeah. where Macho loses the title. Yeah. So we're going to have a title change next week. Yeah. It says here, as I'm looking, the September 19th, 92, so two weeks from now, they will be in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Okay, so we're going to finally see the Hershey stuff that they tape. They show you a little bit about that next week. Yeah. So they superimpose it over the stuff that happened prior to SummerSlam, which we're supposed to believe happened after SummerSlam. It's yes. wacky. Yeah, because all the all this stuff, the 19th, actually took place on September 1st. So it's going to be all stuff that was in Hershey Park Arena. Yep. You need a friggin' DeLorean to figure I this know, out. right? Give me a TARDIS. So I figure out where the hell I am. Uh, what was your match of the night? I have to go with the Money Inc. match because I just like watching Rotunda beat the shit out of people. I'm going with the Legion of Doom's swan song. I think nice. the Legion of Doom had a good outing. I especially like really angry Hawk with not even waiting to get into the ring before he starts taking out people. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll go with that. Red tight of the night. I got to go with my boy Horowitz, man. Whenever he's on the screen, the lights flood. I'm going to go with Kato for kicking Crush's ass for about half of it. That's a good one. That's a good one, too. I like that. Very good. Next week, we're going to have in action the big boss man. Okay. We'll be back. We're going to have the Nasty Boys with Jimmy Hart, I'm sure. The Undertaker, Razor Ramon, Mm -hmm. and the Natural Disasters. Nice. Plus, and as we already know, perfect promises to give us a story on Flair and say that Plan B is in effect. It's in full effect. Flair as world champion coming up next week. Yes, he will already be world champion when we get there next week. So stay tuned for that. Very good. All right. Well, Shawn Michaels has left the building. Yes, and sayonara, Undertaker. All right, dude. Very good.